Well, I can see you boys aren't like the usual hooligans hanging around here. Like these two fellas, uh, Buff, Code, and Beaver. <laughs> Cook town in a beaver world. The Beavis boys, the butthead girls. <laughs> butthead girls. <laughs> bubble, bubble. Welcome in to another edition of Buff Coat and Beaver, a Beavis and Butthead podcast. I'm Clay Cunningham, joined as always by Adam Kurtz. Adam, say hello to the people at home. The Pet Shop Boys. I'm it's, I'm pumped already. Let's go. Well, well you know I. You know, one doesn't really need a special occurrence to ever pay homage to the Pet Shop Boys, but you know what? We actually have one, because joining us today... Is a Pet is, Shop Boy. Uh, no, but it's the, it's the, set, the second best thing. We actually have a butthead girl. Um, a, a, we have a guest here. You know, I would say the best damn guest from Lake Geneva to the Finland Station my good friend Sarah Hill, welcome back to the program. Okay, I think you're actually, you're probably going to kick me off the podcast after I say this, but like, I didn't get the reference that you just did because it was I, probably in a, in a Beavis and Butthead music video that I didn't watch. No, <laughs> no, no, it, it wasn't, but um, It's just you know, popular I, culture that I also completely missed. Yeah, that's, uh, well, if you, I, I, I thought 80s, like, British synth pop was right up your alley. <laughs> it but, is, um, it is. I don't know. Well, Sometimes, clearly not. Honestly, this is why I'm afraid to tell anybody that I like anything, because I just have huge gaps in my knowledge of everything. Okay, well, I, I think we've, we've thoroughly embarrassed you. I, I did want to guess, to ask you, Sarah, um, you have actually become a two-time guest on this show before anybody else has become a one-time guest, um... How does it feel? Um, well, I don't know if I was so much invited as I asked repeatedly when I could come back. <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, we're just gonna send this back to you in like a rip file, and it's never gonna go out in the public. So, oh, I want to know: Does it? What's that say about us or Sarah that we can't get any other guest, or that Sarah is just begging us to get on and we allow oh. her on? Well, I mean, she was she was literally just bragging about going to a two year old's birthday party beforehand. So let let that tell you whatever you want to know about her social standing. They're but, not big in the podcast scene. Yeah, well, they well, are regardless. big in the part jokes though. So well, <laughs> then you then have you, a chance to grow the show there. Then, if yeah, you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have yes. a little boy, so not that little if, girls cannot be on the show. Clearly. Yeah, that's right. my daughter. Huge into farts, so right. Yeah, that's it. Well, now since we're just kind of turn, uh, turning this in a way to shame me as uh, having not procreated, I think I'm going to pivot the conversation back to Beavis and Butthead. Um, we are uh, talking this week about a couple episodes that involve Beavis and Butthead caring for animals. Uh, the episodes in question are Bad Dog and a very special episode. Um, and you know what? I think this is going to be a very special episode, you guys. But instead of just talking about it, we're going to get right into it. Bad Dog aired February 9th, 1995, the 20th episode of Season 5, written by Christopher Brown, Larry Doyle, and Mike Judge, directed by Mike Judge and Yvette Kaplan. The synopsis, Beavis and Butthead adopt a dog. Adam, what do you have to say about Bad Dog? Um, right before we jump in, I... I think outside of our first episode, does Sarah's guest spot have the most listens on our podcast? 
I believe it does. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm going to tip my cat. Thank you. Even though of our our faux feud, I will still tip my cap, and you really know how to get the rating, so thank you. Um, but it's also it's also not correct, but but sure, yes, it's it's, it's <laughs> it was at one time. Uh, it it might have been. I don't remember, but uh. well, whatever. We'll <laughs> chop that off. Then. Never mind. Nope, staying in. All right. So um, Beavis and Butthead, they're opening up watching TV. What do you know? But they're watching a nature documentary uh, about the dung beetle, if you will. Um, so. Uh, Fantastic to start off. And then uh, this is pre-Sarah McLachlan, uh, uh, you know, as far as the ASPCA. And the, there's a uh, shot of some sad dogs that need to be adopted. And um, that gives Butthead an idea, which Beavis did not know of. Uh, what did Beavis say there? Like, Butthead says, that gives me an idea. And Beavis is like, dung beetles are cool or something. Like, no, you idiot, we should adopt a dog. <laughs> which... Um, they they are going to go do and they want to teach him to bite stuff that sucks um i love the immediacy of when they get to the shelter that they say where are the dogs that bite and it's like in the back <laughs> um they go to one and they they it looks pretty ferocious but they give it the bite test um which is beavis just sticking his arm into the cage and um the first one just friendly looks vicious, but just licks Beavis's arm. Not good enough. They move on. The um, answer is incorrect. The penalty is death. I, is I specifically <laughs> wrote that down in my notes because I was cracking up about that. The other thing Very, that was so funny is the urgency with which Butthead is like, Beavis, the test, the test. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really dark joke, but it's, yeah. yeah, but yeah, definitely a good one. Well, the test is given again to an even more ferocious-looking dog, and the test is passed because he chomps on uh, Beavis's hand, and uh, that's the dog they're going to pick. They take him to the front, which the dog is wreaking havoc on the lady, making them fill out forms. Uh, did they have to fill out a form there? I I'm getting the two confused, but nonetheless... I think you're confusing, yeah. They still have to get instructions on what to do if the dog pees in the house, not... Butthead said he's going to kick the dog's ass if it pees in the house, and he's not <laughs> supposed to do that. Um, so the guys, uh, basically the lady just wants the dog the hell out of there because it's tearing the hell out of the place. Says they sound like responsible boys, even if they're threatening <laughs> to kick its ass. A very Mr. Anderson type of uh, quote there. But um, So they're walking home with the dog, um, which the dog has, I think, bitten Beavis's crotch once. Yes, multiple <laughs> He's times. bitten Beavis. Yes, and uh, so they're walking. Dragged the dog him and... across the whole the whole <laughs> shelter by the leg. Yeah. Uh, as they're on the way home, though, they want to teach it to play fetch. They throw the stick. The dog runs past the stick, never to be seen again. Except, I think he, the dog is seen again in a later episode. I was going to say, uh, I swear I thought there was more to that, and that you saw the dog again, but then the episode ended, and I was like, oh, maybe I just made that up. I think it's a, the episode Best Day Ever, where the dog, they, they reference, hey, isn't that our dog? It's the dog <laughs> humping a poodle on Mr. Anderson's front, uh, front lawn. So the dog is to be seen again, but not in this episode. And, uh... They end the episode by wanting to get another, of course. So uh, it was. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, it was short, but uh, it was it was solid. And uh, I I couldn't believe they had the initiative to actually want the dog. But in 
if you put it in the frame, if you frame it as they, they really do just want it to bite stuff that sucks, <laughs> it makes more sense. So, I, I, oh, okay. go ahead, sir. <laughs> no, um, when the um, when the ad was playing at the beginning, um, my first thought obviously was like, oh, I hate these ads because it doesn't matter what you're doing whenever you see like tortured animals on TV saying, please adopt me. It's just, it ruins my whole day and I hate it. But then the narrator of this ad said something like, oh, if you don't adopt us, we're going to be put to it's, death. And I was like, it's, yes, did they used it's, to it, say it, that? <laughs> I, it's, I, I wrote it down because it is insanely shameless. It's yeah. just, um, every year we kill thousands of dogs like the one you see here. We don't like to do it. But we have to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they would not be allowed to say that or admit to killing animals today, but I feel like back in the 90s, probably, it was like, yeah, we gassed these animals. That's where Sarah McLaughlin stepped in and, and said, no more of this. I'm just going to ruin one of my songs to make sure you feel guilted into adopting these. I, I did note that it was weird to see an ad like this, even a fictional one, without Sarah McLaughlin's angel playing over the top because it was yes. so interwoven like within a few years. I can't um, take it. I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you're a big pet person, which is something we're going to explore uh, later in the episode more. But um, yeah, yeah me, I, what I was, oh, sorry. <laughs> It's well, it's okay. We we I, I don't think we need to tell people we don't plan what we're gonna say, but with three people talking over, I think it's probably more apparent than ever. But I'm with you. It's it is a good episode. Um, I like the two jokes I kind of mentioned, but it is weirdly anticlimactic. It's just kind of they get it. I mean, you could see them struggling, like the dog trying to get away, like with the leech is completely like you know shaking and whatnot, and then yeah, they throw the stick and. It just kind of runs runs away. It's um yeah. I mean it's I mean I don't know what I guess I would have wanted to see. I guess we really kind of maybe got to see this. I guess would have been more the climactic elements, like specifically him biting Beavis and the Nads in the <laughs> shelter. But yeah, it's it's just and then it's just kind of like yeah, it ends. You're like oh okay, but um, I don't know. Uh, Sarah, what what's your opinion on the ending of this episode? Um, I don't know. It's kind of nice to have. An unexpected ending. Like I said, I, I distinctly remember this episode, um, but I did think that there was more to it, so that was my reaction to you. I was like, oh, okay, but I don't know. I liked it. It was somehow kind of pleasing. Well, it's I, I, I think it might be possible that you're combining it with the episode um, Rabies Scare, which is actually um, one that is on the docket for us later in this season that involves uh, a rabid dog going rogue on Beavis and Butthead but it's very very similar in theme but um, yeah I, I kind of got those two I think confused a little bit but I've watched them both recently but but I think these kind of episodes need the three stooges just play out of da 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 you know it just <laughs> yeah. it fades it, the ending is so abrupt and it just fades into the end credits and why not yeah. So yeah, overall, I think a solid one. Um, but uh, there's also music videos, which I don't know if anybody remembers Sarah's last one. She made a comment about how much she hates these. So we're we're about to put Sarah through hell with a four block of music videos this time around. <clears throat> yeah. We have... Well. Oh, see, I keep interrupting uh, you. I'm just Jesus so eager. Christ. <laughs> uh, the videos are "Push" by Moist, "Rock You to Hell" by Grim Reaper. Fun to be had by Nitzer Ebb and Down with Disease by Fish. Adam, uh, what stood out to you of this of this block? I'm gonna be the gentleman here, and you know, on the mend and gang up towards you, Sarah. What well, you, uh, Clay is rudely interrupted you. What 
What were you going to say? Yeah, he totally has. Um, so I, I, I thought I could be on this podcast and like get away with not watching them, but I was like, no, I'm going to be a professional guest. I'm going to watch the videos. So I did. And I made notes. Look at that. <laughs> so okay. go ahead and lead the way. I, I, I spout my nonsense. Uh, lead the way. What, do, what were your okay, thoughts on Okay, so I think it was in the one moist. That's the one we're talking about first, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So at the very beginning when they're talking about, oh, he's a little bit too into the music. Um, I just felt like that relates to something I just get annoyed at with people in life all the time is people who are just like so into stuff that it takes the joy out of everything, like so into the details or the rules. And you're just like, oh, it's like perfectionism getting in the way of, I don't know, any sort of enjoyment or work. So I don't know if that's really relevant to the music video, but I really tried to put myself into it. And that was what came yeah. out of it. But it's like what he's referencing, like the singer is like grabbing the guitarist by, like he's like giving him a headlight. It's just, it's we yeah, it's weird and uncomfortable. Like, yeah, just, like, <laughs> like just, and I just, think, yeah. And the let the guy back play. Staring at him being like, can you stop doing that? <laughs> I guess this video won a music, best music video of the year award in Canada. Though. There's some sort of Canadian music video award, so... Um, yeah, it wasn't that great of a video, and it was an off-putting. He was too into it, giving, like, a guy a fish hook, too. Just get the hell out of here with that. But I did enjoy Beavis's rendition. Anytime Beavis actually sings, like, a melody or something, I enjoy, and he did that here. And <laughs> when he was talking, he said, I think this is, Butthead said, I think this is how they talk in Wusselvania. Oh, yeah, that yeah. little kick out of that. <laughs> down, too. And then uh, Viva said something like, no, I think they're from California. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Grim Reaper rock you to hell. Okay, this one, I thought their the reaction was at unreal. the beginning was actually really funny when they started screaming, <laughs> like horrified. Yes. Oh, no, not Grim Reaper. Yes. <laughs> it's, well, I, I kind of jump in here. Are you guys familiar with the history of Beavis and Butthead and Grim Reaper? I'm not, no. Well, I remember my jet. Well, first off, yeah, Beavis is really funny, and this what I do just like, oh, <laughs> oh, God, like with such disdain. And I also like he points out that with the guitarist, he quote has that really bloated face look, like when you eat too many of those urinal mints that you eat <laughs> after taking a leak, which just. But um, anyway, back to it. Uh, be, there, there is some history here. Um, I, I remember. I think it was in Tain of Greatness. I don't remember Mike Judge referencing. An encounter with a member of Grim Reaper, um, like thinking that he was going to be really pissed off about the video, but the lead singer was actually so enthused that he like showed him more. Like he just got like, no, you got to do these other videos that we did. And then I found this. This is an interview with Grim Reaper frontman Steve Grimmett from the Village Voice in 2014, and they specifically brought up uh, Beavis and Butthead, um, and they ask about um, the videos being on there. And it's like, hey, you thought it was funny. And he said, well, we did. We did think it was funny. And the reason that they're on there, all their videos meaning, is because we met a producer of the show and he was like, oh, no, I don't want to meet you. I don't want to meet because they're going to hurt me. They're going to beat me up. And we said, whoa, 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 no, we really like this. This is really cool. And that's the reason they're all on there in the first place. And this, I, I, this is actually the only band to ever have their, like every video they ever made featured on Beavis and Butthead. They made <laughs> wow. three of them. And, um, but yeah, this is one of the three, uh, the other two were, uh, see you in hell, which was on the season two episode heroes 
and uh, Fear No Evil, which was on the History of Women, which aired just seven episodes after this one. So, um, I, yeah, I, I love to hear stories about that, like how, how they they were flattered by it, even though, yeah, <laughs> just the sheer disdain. I've never heard Beavis's voice really hit that <laughs> level of disgust. Like, oh, God, it's Grim Reaper. <laughs> Their hair is unbelievable, too. Oh, that, it's, like, it, it's like the quintessential hair band mullet. Oh, what did oh you call God. them? I forgot. I was going to write that down, that down. They made a reference to their hair. I, I couldn't tell you. I think I was so stunned. I, did, I barely heard it because I was like, they kind of look like meatloaf. They're a little overweight. Yeah, it's it, it, it was it, it almost looked fake like the uh, I don't know anybody who watched uh, Flight of the Concords, but there was an episode where Brett made a bike helmet out of his, his hair. <laughs> yes. that, that's what it reminded me of. Uh, uh, Nitzer Ebb, fun to be had. I, uh, again, I love the, hello, I'm your tour guide, welcome to Wuss Gardens. And I also like that, his, uh, excuse me, Beavis and Butthead know enough about history to kind of make fun of it. I don't know if they do, but they just said, this is where George Washington cut <laughs> off his own wiener. And then he lied. <laughs> <laughs> <And> then he lied. <laughs> Uh, so yeah. See, yeah. to me, this sounds like somebody's enjoying the music videos. Yeah. I think Sarah's turned a corner here. Okay, I did. Yeah. That was probably my favorite reference in all of the videos we watched. Was the <laughs> first he chopped off his wiener and then he lied. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be present about a thing. Um, but I was, I, I actually was interested to um, listen to the next one because it was fish. Um, mm -hmm. and I just feel like I, for my whole life, I've always wanted to hear a fish song because you always hear about those people that like travel around and I'm just like, how are they so popular that they have like roadies who travel around, but I've never heard one of their songs. Again, going back to huge gaps in my knowledge about everything, I feel like maybe everybody's listened to them and I haven't. So I was excited to, to see this video. I didn't like it, but I actually, <laughs> I don't even think I wrote down any notes on it, but yeah, that was my story. That's, well, I, don't I, I don't think I don't get it. I, I don't camp. I don't think you're into weed enough to be a big fish fan. But I, I love the commentary of this one. I thought and this I thought Beavis kind of uh, stole the show first. I mean, like he revealed that he likes to pee in fish tanks, thinking that they're clear toilets. And then um, he I, makes I a point with saying fish pee in them. So that's, yes, oh yeah, likely. yeah. I did have a thought about that. I was like, oh, that's very much like people in our society. It's very binary thinking. Like, well, <laughs> it, it's it has to be this. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's and then I I love too. Um, this I feel like is like almost the most like Michael Scott David Brent joke ever. Like, because Beavis at one point says he he does the whole thing like a hey, butthead. Do you like seafood? And Butthead says, yeah, and then he opens his mouth, like, because, you know, the old gag, like, when you chewed it, but he didn't have any food in his mouth. <laughs> like, that's, I don't, I, I don't really remember a joke of that caliber, of that type on Beavis and Butthead before. It caught me off guard, but it was, I thought that was damn funny. Also, I just I'm want a... to note that I live in Massachusetts now, so I could get more into it, and I could well, be all over Oh, around. wow. So don't discount me, Clay. Uh, I, I, I just felt like a weird way to flex that you live in Massachusetts, but, but uh, okay, sure. I was, yeah, was going to ask both of you what your thoughts on fish were. I've, I've not got into the jam band selling pine cones at, with gems on them at music festivals. I feel like that's that's the fish alley is you got to be heavily, 
people go for the drugs. I mean, let's let's face it. Yeah. That's I don't think that's a hot take. That's why would you want to do drugs is. in like a nasty, dirty camp? Well, yep, that's a that's a story for another time, I guess. But no, it's it's yeah, fish is. Uh, they still tour. I guess it's like a Grateful Dead esque type following, though. The the songs change every time. There's like 10, 12, 15 minute jam sessions on one song. So I don't, maybe not completely discounting the music, but I, I think that's the appear. Uh, the appeal is uh, it's something different every time. It's a jam band scene. I'm, not for me. All right. Well, if it's for you, make sure to send us an angry email after the show. But for now, I think we're, we're going to take a little break and we are going to come back for our discussion of a very special episode. Would you like to bet my poopy? We're back for part two. This episode of Buff Code and Beaver. And since we have a lady here, you know, I think it's time for me to unveil my skewed view on the difference between the sexes. Sarah, answer me this. What's the deal with the long lines at women's restrooms in public spaces? I mean, we fellas, we're in and out in 15 seconds, but with you ladies, it's a whole day affair. What are you doing? Hosting a seance in there? There's actually a whole thing about this online. People have written articles about it, and it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> well, they should all no, they wait. should all be co-ed, or there should be like one men's room, and then all the rest women's. I was at a stadium one time where they did that, and there wasn't a problem. There were some men waiting in line, but the women didn't have to. Well, well wait a what about the children? What will I explain to my kid when? Oh, There's no, people yeah. in the restroom that... I, I get it. You two procreate, and I don't. I was just trying to do a great comedy bit, which, by the way, a uh, friend of the show, Kyle Bloyd, sent a text to you recently, really outlining a very... I mean, it wasn't word for word, but like a prediction for a comedy routine I was going to do, and it was like 95% accurate, which was... Kind of depressing, but yeah, I guess... I thought my... we talked about this last time because I was talking about the... Pl- like, if I had a penis, I would, you know, pee in a bottle and I would have such freedom. But I, I had did. to pee in so many places just because, That's... like, there were, the line was too long. Sarah, I, I don't feel like anybody's ever had a five-minute conversation with you that didn't eventually go into your bodily fluid. So it's <laughs> I, I think it all kind of combines. It's a, But um, you know what? Let's we'll we'll save the P talk. I'm sure there'll be more later down the road. But Adam, why don't you give us the details, the deets, if you will, on our second episode today, a very special episode. Well, thank you for that very special introduction and opening bit, Clay. My sides have split. On a long walk to Vegas, Beavis and Butthead find a wounded baby bird and treat it in their own way. This is season seven, episode six, Clayton. Take it away. I just like, just the random, like, yeah, it just starts. I like that that made the synopsis, like Beavis asks, are we there yet? And Bud is like, does this look like Las Vegas? I which, I mean, which to be fair, they did get there uh, in Beavis and Butthead New America, which uh, I believe, actually, this aired after uh, Beavis and Butthead New America came out. So I they guess they back. would. Yeah, they would know. But um, I don't know why they're just walking there, but uh, either way, yeah, like they're, as they're doing it, like a bird falls out of a tree and um, they, they, they decide, one of them asks if it's a nugget 
and uh, Beavis decides he's going to eat it, which I think he probably would have gone through um, when out of nowhere a concerned Mr. Stevenson just blares into the picture and slams on his brakes. And um, he's like, oh, my God, is that a baby bird? And gets, like, so concerned that he... What he causes, a, like driving them to the veterinary clinic, he causes an accident on the freeway and pushes them out of the car while they're holding the bird, which you can't, you got to think is, you know, not great for it. Um, and this is, I've talked about this before, like, I can forgive, like, logical lapses in the show if it makes me laugh. And this qualifies because the whole thing is funny, but I just, dude, what is Mr. Stevenson's deal in this episode because <laughs> we've seen him on multiple like we talked on prank call um he literally sold his son out to a criminal who broke into his house um but like out of nowhere he just has this grave concern for this baby bird what <laughs> like where did this come from yeah, that's what i my biggest thing was this is why why him like i thought maybe mr van Driesen would have made a lot more sense <laughs> i'm not complaining either i thought it was funny mm. but yeah i had the same thoughts <laughs> why does Stuart's dad care so much it's yeah but it's it's that's good stuff, but I think where this episode really shines is when they get to the veterinary clinic. Uh, St. Bernard's Trauma Center for Animal Companions is the name of the place. Um, they walk in, you know, they do the thing, they, they get the form, and they walk to set up. I, I, <clears throat> I never noticed this before, but I really enjoyed, like, they walk past. There's a dog there who just has three arrows in its butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd never caught that before. I didn't see that either. That's fantastic. But there's there's a lady with a fish who actually moves the fish over so Beavis and Butthead can't sit next to them. Nice touch. And But the coup de gras of this whole thing is they sit down next to, they have this exchange with uh, this pudgy, like middle-aged man who has like wavy hair and black glasses and a t-shirt that says, I love cats on it. And um, he's sitting with a cat on his lap, and um, you know what? I this we got a clip. Um, this uh, while Butthead is filling out a form, uh, Beavis has this interaction with this gentleman that to me is the highlight of the episode. So let's roll the clip. Uh, name? Uh, so is uh, this your first time here? Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Butthead. Would you like to pet my poopy? No, thank you. <laughs> Don't worry, she's not going to eat you. Ah, no! Hey, hey, hey! Bad poopy! Bad poopy! Bad poopy! Bad poopy! Give me a perfect hand! Kick your ass! Bad poopy! Bad poopy! Ah, no! Well, I, 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 I want to shout out. Well, I love everything about this clip, and starting with the voice work. And this is the second time this season uh, we're shouting out Toby Huss, a.k.a. Rotilio Michelli, or whatever, whatever name he used on this. I mean, just, just the great, just, I don't know if I want to call it effeminate. It's just, like, it's weird. It's, it's just, like... <laughs> it's the voice that a guy wearing a t-shirt that says, I love cats. <laughs> I love that it's a man who's wearing the shirt because it's always the crazy cat lady. And I'm like, no, there are plenty of crazy cat men and they never get made fun of. 
It's, but I, I love the detail, just like the fact that once he bites the bird, he turns it over and like blows in its mouth. Like this, whoever wrote, this was written from experience. And we also get the great uh, no thank you drive through thing from Beavis that I always love. But um, I'm going to bring this to you, Sarah. I know you love this clip, but you all, well, you kind of hinted at, you know, like you, you are, I would say the very definition of a cat person. Um, in fact, and you can correct the details, but I believe if I remember correctly, didn't you do like something with your cat where it was like, a, I think you did like a magic show where you went to like retirement homes and performed for <laughs> okay. people. First of all, it wasn't a magic show. He did pet therapy and he went to school for like nine months and he graduated and he got a certificate and we had a ceremony. And then we went to nursing homes. Oh, okay, okay. I knew I knew it was something like that. And you... I maybe you thought magic show because he used to wear bow ties. I always made sure that he looked really fancy. His name was Alan. Um, he actually died last August. Oh, thought I'd throw that out there. So it gets a nice sympathy after we sympathies. I'm sure there will yeah. be tons of sympathies on there. But yeah, he after, I mean, he after would be we very pleased to know that he was spoken about on the podcast. <laughs> okay, but I, I want to ask, and there's also, I'll come back to this because there's also a story with me and your family and cats, but um, uh, would you like to pet my poopy? Is this, uh, is this an acceptable way to, to interact with people? Because it, it strikes, I mean, it's very funny, but it strikes me as creepy. I just, it, it, is that an acceptable way for a cat person to engage with someone who just sits next to you? Um, well, I've kind of been having a lot of conflicting feelings ever since I had a kid because I used to be completely obsessed with cats, but then I had a toddler and that just takes all of my energy. So I would say I'm not as obsessed. And now that those the lens has come off, I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe it is kind of creepy to be that obsessed with your cat <laughs> that you talk about it all the time and you dress it in clothes and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying there's like a conflict going on. I don't do that anymore, but I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, let's go to go into a personal story of a few. And this is, um, you know, me and your mom are cool now. In fact, she's a, she's a listener of the show, but as you'll remember, I believe she hated me for several years because uh, one summer I visited you and uh, you had a family cat that was in the room with us and the other people. And um, I know you remember, like to say that the cat was flatulent is like an under, like this, it smelled like a landfill had a baby with 800 pounds of wet diarrhea. Okay, so... I'm glad that you brought this up because okay. I, again, even though I said, you know, I have been having some conflicts about maybe I was too crazy about cats before, which I still don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I feel like you don't have a right to judge cats and their bowel movements considering that you always have issues with your bowels because oh. you choose to do things like eat from gas stations. You know, yes. like animals don't choose what they do and they... They're just so innocent. So I, you, I, just, I feel like you're very judgmental towards cats. <laughs> okay. Well, I feel like you or somebody else could have chosen to remove the cat from the room instead of having it ruin our night. But but that's, you know, tangent time. But anyway, yes, your mom was very upset with me for years. But we're, but we're good now. So, so apologies. I am um, loving this. I want to hear more of this. Okay. Clay, do everyone's parents initially start off not liking you? Like, um, <laughs> that is I, I, I don't know. Is that the case? Well, is that wasn't the case with yours, was it? I think you were much younger, but in more obnoxious. Yeah. But, you know, I well, think, I, I think yeah. you are, you're an acquired taste for most. 
That's, I do have another know. story about a cat farting. It actually, I mean, it was, okay, so it was Alan, and this was when I was dating, trying to find a husband. Um, so yeah, so I brought this guy back, and Alan just kept farting, and it smelled like really bad asparagus. <laughs> and so this guy just eventually left because it was so disgusting. But later, I ended up meeting my husband, and I was like, man, I'm so glad that Alan was farting all over that guy because, he, ugh, I could have ended up he, marrying him, and that would have been terrible. He, he knew the deal, I suppose. Probably but not married, um, but... <laughs> yeah, that's a <laughs> all right. Well, a fun tangent, but well, um... I, I'm gonna say one more thing. Clay can't be too much judgmental on cats. This last, you know, uh, little uh, subsection of Clay's life, the last few months, he became somewhat attached emotionally to a cat. I'd not seen this side of him before, but oh, yeah. he almost allowed a cat into his mom's house, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. I'm, it's, maybe it's, I'm, it's opening, a, well, I'm pulling back it, the curtain too much here, Clay. But No, that's fine, because I actually, weirdly enough, um, I, I had my first bonding experience a cat. Like, I was renting a room for a while uh, with, a, with a couple, who had a cat, and um, actually one of the men, actually, I will admit, kind of looked like this guy. <laughs> the, would you like to pet my poopy? But um, it's, yeah, it's, it, I, I've come around too, but uh, I, I will still contend, if you were in that room with that cat that day, who mercy. But, um, well, well now, now that my tough guy anti-cat facade has been pulled back, I've got nothing to do but get the show back on track for there the folks go. at home. Who want Beavis and Butthead content? So yeah, the boys—they're distracted by an OR, an OR nurse with big breasts. Um, they don't really listen, uh, but they—they learn that the bird is going to die no matter what, like even if they feed it. So they take it back to the house, and um, I guess somehow they knew that you're supposed to feed the bird regurgitated worms. And <laughs> as luck would have it, Beavis just has a a pocket full of worms that he chews and spits into his mouth. That is, I, I really like the, the swelling sort of sitcom orchestral music string, but, uh, God, it's disgusting. Yes. It is. <laughs> He's just like spewing it into his mouth, like in slow motion. Um, and it's just, it's really repugnant, but it seems to do the trick because the bird perks up. Uh, starts chirping, and um, so they take it back to the field. And once again, Mr. Stevenson drove them there and is completely distraught, just saying, yeah, go say your goodbyes. I can't watch. <laughs> like, what is his deal here? But um, they, um, they get the idea to throw the bird in the air, thinking it'll fly. They walk away. It crashes back to the earth, presumably just to, to die on its end. Um, Ben, I would say overall, I really like this episode a lot. Um, you know, the, the pet my poopy thing is that's that's honestly one of my favorite scenes. If there's one thing I'd be critical of, um, they seem very content to have the bird die. Like even after Mister Stevenson says like never say die, Beavis, Beavis uh, immediately goes into just yelling die die, <laughs> which is is funny. But I will say it kind of contradicts like when the cat has the bird in his mouth beavis is infuriated and tries to like get it away i it would almost feel like he would like to see that especially like with the the attitude they had but that's that, that's one small thing to an otherwise i think rock solid maybe even borderline special episode Ding. i think beavis was saying die simply because he was told not to 
I think that's where he was going. I don't think he wanted to see the bird die. Mr. Stevens is just like, never say die, boys. So his initial reaction to an adult is to be like, I'm going to say exactly what he told me not to say, even though he... We've seen Beavis with rats in the past to have that, uh, you know, compassion for them. So that's where I was thinking he was saying die. Okay. Sarah, your thoughts? Um, specifically on the die thing or just the episode as a whole? The epi- what, what, say whatever your heart desires. Okay, so um, one other thing that I liked about... Well, I wouldn't say I like it necessarily about this episode because it's kind of... Um, Beavis and Butthead in general, but at the very beginning, Butthead calls him a butt wagon, and yeah, write that down. Times, I feel like when I just listen to podcasts in general, sometimes people will phrase things, it just, into, they sound intellectual in describing like commonplace occurrences, and I always think, oh, I should remember that so that I sound smart. And then when I watch Beavis and Butthead, when he just randomly calls somebody a butt wagon, I'm like, ah, oh, I should remember that because it's so funny. And I never do. And my insults are just so boring. I mean, I don't really even have any insults, but I want to remember butt wagon. Well, that's <laughs> a great opportunity. Help. Yeah. The one bone I have to pick with this episode is, you know, Clay, your description of it, maybe I just didn't pay enough attention, but I was thinking... Any time in any episode of anything where they go into a vet office, there is such a diverse array of animals, which is just BS. If you go into a vet office, I, there's never a fish. <laughs> I don't want. I want to see somebody in a vet office with a fish. You know, I Tootsie, my dog, the wiener dog, love her to death. She's had a lot of problems. I've been in the vet's office and done a pl- plenty of time. There's never a fish. Get it off of there every TV episode ever. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I, I was actually going to ask if your if your beef was really with the episode or people not bringing fish to the vet, but that's no. But I mean, I don't even bring my cats to a regular vet. I always take them to cat exclusive vets because See? I always I don't know. My sister worked at a vet, and she just said that like so much of the focus is on dogs, and then cats maybe can be an afterthought. So I'm like, no, I'm taking them to a cats only vet, a specialist. Maybe yeah. is there a fish only vet? I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't think there are crazy fish people like there are crazy cat people. Could be. Maybe because people are too busy pissing in their fish tanks thinking they're clear toilets. (laughs) Hey, look. Look who brought it back to a previous part of the show. Why are there crazy cat... I'm going to say crazy cat people instead of crazy cat ladies. But, I mean, I feel like dog people are just as crazy as cat people. Well, I I know somebody who in their house has a, a commissioned painting of their dog. Yes, I exactly. had. It's it's a great story, but uh, maybe too long for the show. But yes, we have we had a full portrait of our dog, like laying on the like, most luxurious pillows ever. Uh, again, before we had a child, so uh, commissioned, and our dog's still alive, but the painting <laughs> is hanging in our lips. A great painting, yeah. identical twins painted it at the same time. I'll just leave it at that. It is fantastic. God, you two are fucking freaks. I'm sorry. You just you just are. Let, let's know. get into the music. Let's get into the music video. I mean, I just feel like we we veered off and just sorry. almost almost pet weirdo porn here. That did kind well, of was... sound like the intro to a porn. But <laughs> so um, the video was Toadies. Um, what was I can't read my own writing. Possum something is that Possum Kingdom. Possum Kingdom. Um, this was bad. <laughs> uh, the only thing I liked about this one was uh, 
make up your mind, I've made up my mind. Make, make up your mind was a lyric. And then Butthead says, I've made up my mind. This <laughs> sucks. sucks. Yes. I'm just surprised at how often that is funny. Yeah. Like, Mike Judge is so creative with coming up with the same joke thousands of times, and I still laugh. Yeah. I What I like, too, uh, first, I would say, this is, this is a repeat. This first aired in the season six episode, Blood Pressure. I like that one too. I also like that I mean, there's at one point we see a dead body in the video and Beavis asks, you think they killed somebody to make this video? And Bud is, they should have killed the people who made it. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, another great This conversation great line. got really dark in a hurry. Like just the whole descent into death and losing control of your wee-wee and your butt. <laughs> but it actually did yes refer to his wee wee yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a solid one i don't think this is that bad a song honestly but uh yeah yeah some some good digs for sure um well i think we've gotten into the part where we decide what we think is the best episode of the two uh why don't we start with our guest ladies first sarah what's your favorite special episode and I don't think it was just exclusive to the pet my poopy thing I just I, I don't I don't know the bad dog thing was just upsetting even though there were a lot of really really funny parts like um well I don't know now that I'm talking about it I'm like well that was pretty funny I did really like the <laughs> whole be this the test and the that answer was incorrect the penalty of death those were probably my favorite lines of both episodes but maybe overall special episode okay Adam, I'm going with a very special episode too. Uh, Mr. Stevenson's sudden compassion did it for me. Just like, oh my God, is that a baby bird? <laughs> and just causing a multiple car pileup, getting them to the hospital. And um, yeah, he, he was fantastic in this. And just, I, you're not expecting that from him. And I don't know if you see it again either. So that that uniqueness to this one uh, did it for me. Yeah, it's it it's. A lot of times that you think it's something you could conceivably criticize because it's out of left field, but it's so damn funny. And uh, I'm going to make it the trifecta. I think a very special episode is the best. Uh, the whole the pet my poopy sequence alone, I think, might have been enough to win it for me. But overall, I think it's just it's more consistently funny. And it's got I think it, like all the way through like and, and bad dog, as I mentioned, just kind of, you know, I don't know if necessarily peters out, but it's just it, it, it's a very nondescript kind of ending. So um, yeah, you I, said peters I, as well. I did, <laughs> but um, but yes. Yeah, so we have an agreement. So Adam, you're back into your role. I, th I think you've eased into being the guy who takes us out. So how do people get a hold of us uh, to let us know what freaks what a freak our cat magician lady guest was? <laughs> It, man, it even takes you a long time to get me to I, introduce yeah. the outro here. I get fucking get into it, all right? You know how sensitive I am. All right, so I'm on Twitter, it's at Butthole and Joe. Facebook, uh, search Buffcoat and Beaver Pod, or you can email us at Buffcoat and Beaver Pod at gmail.com. And next week, we're looking at Buy Beer and Dumbasses Anonymous, where Beavis and Butthead try to get drunk in both of those. Sarah, thanks for joining us here again. Uh, number two uh, of your <laughs> appearances. Number two. Yes. <laughs> and I will say this. This will be fictionally the highest rated episode that we've yeah. ever had. It might yeah, this be the highest. I don't know. May maybe I'll share it with my thousands of followers if I like how I sounded.
Yes. Well, that's I, I think you're almost obliged to because we, I mean, <laughs> I mean, the shows are so damn popular when you're on. I feel like you have you have an obligation to show. It Is to the that world, basically but... an invitation to come back? Uh, well, I, I I don't need to invite you because you're always so ready to invite yourself. So hasn't but, it been uh, like a year? <laughs> it's well, probably. I mean, we've we've probably only done about ten episodes in that time. So <laughs> you but, took uh, way too long of a break, way too well, long. Well, that's uh, I I, I got back I got, on track now. Uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> and I, better I, than I, ever. Yes, I think despite you know. Persistent, au- persistent yet differing audio issues that we just can't fucking figure out. Yeah, this is the best damn show there is. And we're going to be back next time to entertain you with more words. I'm really as bad at this as Adam said. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.